This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Thanks for joining me for another episode of The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary, and on this podcast, I ask the questions, and it's up to my guests to try and answer them. Introducing this week's guests presents a particular challenge, given I can't guarantee exactly who may or who may not turn up. If that sounds cryptic, all will be revealed when I introduce the one person who definitely is on the show this week. Australian audiences will be familiar with his work from as far back as the early 90s when he appeared on just about every TV chat show the country had to offer. He even had his own one, eventually. He's enjoyed a career touring all over the world and spanning several decades, which is somewhat surprising given his act involves him sticking his hand up someone else's backside. Welcome to the show, David Strassman. Well, thank you, John. So nice to have you on the show. I'm actually a grown man who plays with dolls. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed you do. Tell my listeners a little bit about your act. Well, my act has evolved over the years, but uh, my current show is The Chocolate Diet, uh-huh. which I'm bringing to three uh, major metropolitan areas and surrounding countryside, Sydney, Victoria, and uh, South Australia. Excellent. It is a puppet show not for the children. Yeah, you're telling me because we say all kinds of swear words like, Chuck, get out of here. Oh. Like, get, hey, that's enough. Beat it. Yeah, I'm going to beat your ass on this news crap. Hey, quiet. You don't even read the paper. Anyway, so the show comprises a bunch of teddy uh, teddy bears, uh, <laughs> puppets, mainly teddy bear. That was a Freudian slip, wasn't it? Quiet. No, oh, it's a great show. You can YouTube me and see my vast, vast body of work. Yeah. And uh, I just love Australia. It's my second home. Yes. So the latest show is called The Chocolate Diet. And the easiest place to get dates for the shows is at davidstrassman.com, right? Yeah. And you're just finishing up in Sydney and the surrounds now before heading to various theatres in Victoria at the end of October and through November. Yeah, but I'm ending, uh, not ending, but uh, doing a fantastic week at the Athenaeum and, you know, the CBD. Excellent. And I have to promote my opening night, Tuesday, 15th of November, is a charity night for heart kids. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I am the international, one of the international ambassadors for that charity, and uh, we're donating proceeds from that night for um, heart kids. So, uh, Oh, that's so that, great. Yeah. That's really nice. Now, something that I've been asking every guest this season is, what is their favourite piece of trivia? Do you have a favourite piece of trivia, or does Chuck... Well, how can you say that? What do you mean, piece of trivia? Trivia comprises so many different uh, categories. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's it's purposefully broad, so you you can. You mean a category of trivia? No, no, I mean like the thing that you go, ah, oh, isn't this amazing? That I don't know. Well, because um, you also have your own podcast, right? Which is about paleontology. Yes, I do. I, I run a podcast called Paleo Nerds. Uh, I co-host it with. Uh, a very well-known and respected Alaskan paleontologist and artist, Ray Troll. Wow. And uh, both of us interview the top 
paleontologists and scientists and nature writers from all over the globe. Uh-huh. Like, for example, the head of the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C., uh, the fantastic uh, Adelaide uh, researcher John Long, uh-huh. who in- discovered the origin of sex. Um, so it's really not comedy, but it's it's paleontology and science for the average person who doesn't want to be encumbered with words you don't understand. Yeah. If there are if there are words, we certainly have explanations and make it very uh, general audience friendly. Yeah. Because I, I think a couple of weeks ago, or oh, last week, in fact, one of my guests, their favorite piece of trivia was that the Stegosaurus and the Tyrannosaurus Rex, you know, are separated by as much time as like we 150 are. million years. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah. like the difference is even greater yeah. than us and Tyrannosaurus Rex, for example. Yes. So that was their yes. favorite piece of trivia. Do you right. have. Okay, so. Uh, it doesn't have to be paleontology. Of course, related. of course. Yeah, here's one that I like to win bets at the bars with. Yeah. So in the Southern Hemisphere, the coldest day of the year, well, not the coldest day, but the shortest day of the year mm-hmm. is the equinox in June, June 22nd. It's the shortest day in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. So why does it take a month or two for the weather to be the coldest? Why is it not coldest then? Why is there a lag of one or two months? Are you just so asking the, that question? Like, do you have an answer? Or Of course I have the oh, answer. Okay, I would ask the question if I didn't have the answer. Yeah. So... Same thing in the summer. So the the longest day in the Southern Hemisphere is December 22nd or December 21st. It's been changing the last few decades. Why is February the hottest month? Why is there a lag? Well, you tell me. Why is there a lag? Oh, I'm asking you. Come on. Oh, no, look, look uh, that's, that's not what this show is. <laughs> I've, got, I've usually got all oh. the answers. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> the lag is because the temperatures on planet Earth are primarily governed by the temperature of the oceans. Right. And it takes that time for the oceans to warm up or cool down. That's why there's a lag. Yeah, right. Excellent. That is exactly that is what I'm That is the most boringest piece of trivia I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> fucking life. Chuck, you get out of here. I hope he has the opportunity to beep your swear words. I hope not. Chuck, does Chuck have have a favorite piece of trivia? Or possibly yeah. not? Oh, yeah? I got one. Yeah. yeah. Who is the stupidest human being on planet Earth today? Is it is it David Strassman or is it me? No, it's a podcast quiz master. <laughs> All right. It looks like we're in trouble, guys. We're in trouble, John. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be back with the questions right after this. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by David Strassman and sometimes Chuck Wood. Here we go. Question number one. Which city is home to the iconic Flatiron building? New York City. Easy one to start. I was just there two weeks ago. Were you really? 
Yeah. You started your career, if I'm right, on the streets of New York, right? Yes, yes, busking in Manhattan, yep. How does ventriloquism go on the streets, on the loud streets of New York? Uh, I learned how to use my diaphragm to project my voice, so I was yeah. able to cut through any traffic noises. Plus, I performed in places that had natural theatrical audio characteristics. For example, uh -huh. underneath the awning of a, of a theater that shut down at 10.30 at night, I would go to get up there at 11 p.m., and the, the awning provided a perfect band shell-like uh, acoustical uh, benefit for my show. And yeah, right. that's where I would do my shows. Uh, Central Park was different. It was kind of out in the open. But when you get a crowd of people, they become your reflector of, of audio. Nice. And you have to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Um... Oh, really? Oh, really? You have to be funny? Oh, that could have fooled me. Chuck, would you get out of here, please? Uh, but yeah, the, the Flatiron Building is a triangular, 22-story, 285-foot-tall building at 175 Fifth Avenue uh, in the eponymous Flatiron District. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that yeah. the building that Keanu Reeves used in his um, in the latest films where he's, he kills all these people? Isn't that the, the headquarters? Oh, I think. is it? I don't know. I think. It looked, might be. Yeah, it's possibly. not in my research, I'm yeah, afraid. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Question number two. What word which rhymes with a synonym for a lofty peak is a built-in case for a ship's compass. A lofty peak. A synonym yeah. for a lofty peak. A synonym for a lofty peak or an antonym? Right. A, a synonym. A synonym is, is you know, the, the same yeah. meaning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lofty peak. Uh, yeah. Let's see you, here. Uh, now, you've got a pilot's license, right? Yes, sir. Do you also do any sailing? Uh, I have, yes. Well, the, on, on most, well, most large ships... The compass is yeah is, um, is enclosed in a uh, gimbal. It's a gimbal that uh, actually well, yeah. The gimbal ke keeps it uh, steady, or ke you know, keeps it yes, um, aligned correctly. But what is the container of the gimbal and the compass? I, I don't know the name, you know? so that's why I'm trying to find the yeah. lofty peak thing. But I know who invented the first clock, which was Harrison. The Harrison H1 is the first clock that was. Uh, set out to sea that uh, kept wow. accurate time for uh, longitude. For longitude. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Brilliant. So uh, so give me a hint on this lofty Yeah, I'll give thing. you a hint. It, it starts with B. Um, so the, the word I'm looking for starts with B. But, right. But the synonym for a lofty peak starts with P. Uh, no idea. Peak. Uh, you said peak. Uh, yeah, so a mountain. What's the top of a mountain? Oh, called? promontory? No, not promontory. No. Top of a mountain is the... Um, or, or the the top of any uh, when you're at the height of your powers, your oh, um, um, you've reached the the um, pinnacle. Exactly, oh, it's a binnacle. It's a binnacle. Yeah. Oh, okay, I did know that one. Yeah, yeah. So a ship's compass is kept in a binnacle. Yeah, you have to excuse me. I, I did a lot of drugs in the 1990s. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'll give you that one. You got there eventually. I'm still doing drugs. Chuck, shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> Heck, I've got to go score later. Would you shut up? I'm sorry about that. Question number three. What are the first names of poet W.B. Yeats? Oh, geez. Um, William? Yes, correct. Blake? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, William... 
I, 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 I'm just going to say Bletchley. I don't know. I don't know. It's not Bletchley. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to throw down my sword on that one. Let me get you there. All right. It's kind of a, a it's a name for a profession or a job that someone would do. Prostitution. <laughs> Chuck, it's B. It's the letter is B. It, uh, it's Baker. someone, it's. It's like your manservant. A manservant, a butler. A That's butler. it. There we go. Yeah. William yeah. Butler Yates is his name. Got it. That's right. Yeah. It's, all, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question number four. Which driver won his second Formula One World Championship this month? And there's a bonus point for naming the team he drives for. Um, and Formula One is horse racing, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, would have no idea. No, I mean, I. You're not uh, a motorsport. Uh, no, not at uh, all. I'm not a motorhead. Not at all. The only time I uh, I I don't like them is all the time, and uh, <laughs> especially when uh, you're in Melbourne and they're screaming around Albert Park. Oh yeah, and you, and you can't even hear yourself think ten miles away. Well, so, let let me tell you. That, yeah, I have um, no idea. Let me guess. It was a French team. It was not a French team. Okay, let me guess. It was an Italian team. I want you to... Italian? No, he is... I'll I'll tell you his nationality. Right. He is Dutch. Dutch Um, driving for the Germans? I don't know. The team that he drives for is uh, Energy Drink. Yeah, Monster. No, the the other one. Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull is the right answer. He He's now 25, but when he was only 17 at the Australian Grand Prix, so you may have heard him sure. rocking around, uh, uh, he became the youngest driver to compete in Wouldn't Formula know. One at only Wouldn't 17. Wouldn't have a clue. Wouldn't it's have crazy. a clue. The following year, let me tell you this, at age 18, he won the Spanish Grand Prix, becoming the youngest ever driver and the first Dutch driver to win a Formula One Grand Prix. He's wrapped up this year's championship with four rounds still to go, which is not nearly as dramatic a finish as last year's championship, which was an epic title contest between Mercedes Lewis Hamilton and Red Bull's this guy. They went into the final round level on points, and even then it was only decided on the very last lap when this driver overtook race leader Hamilton to become the first Dutch world champion. His initials... Hey, John. Hey, John. <laughs> hi, hi, this John. is, like, so boring. Like, who gives a shit? Chuck, there are people that enjoy motorsports. There are people who do enjoy motorsports. Yeah. Yes. So uh, what's his name? Come on. His name, his initials are MV. Can you... Does that get you any no, closer? not even. Not even. Michael. <laughs> no. Marie, Morrissey. Ma- Manfred is it's a lot simpler. It's Max, right? The Stappen. Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him? No. Now, look, you give me anything with history, politics, archaeology, science, I'm uh, there. contemporary motorsports is, no, is sir. not your not your deal. All right. Well, I watch it for the crashes. <laughs> All right. Question number 5. Cary Grant starred in four films directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Name any two. North by Northwest. Is one of them. And uh, Strangers on a Train. No. No. Correct. Okay, wait. Uh, North by Northwest and uh, Hitchcock. Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, There's two that are one-word titles and one that is a four-word title. Right. Stewart was in Vertigo. He was not in The Birds. 
jeez, uh, what was uh, he? He wasn't in Roman Holiday. No. No. You have to give me a hint. Yeah. Okay. So the one that I think you'll know is the four-word title. And can, can you give me a hint of the plot? If I knew the, <laughs> if I if I knew the actual plot, then yes, I would. So wait, um, you're giving me questions you haven't seen the films? No. Who no. is this guy, Strazzo? Who is this guy? He's telling you questions. He doesn't even know the own answers. <laughs> Quiet, Chuck. He was in this film with Grace Philadelphia Kelly. Philadelphia Story. Oh, uh, with Grace Kelly. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Um, he plays a retired cat burglar. Right. Yep, yep. No, I know. I've seen the film and I've forgotten the title. Who it's, has um, to yep, save no. his uh, yes, reputation. Yeah, no. I totally have seen the film and I've forgotten the title. So what, what kind of job does a cat burglar... What's another word? Th- oh, to catch a thief. To catch a thief is the right go. answer. Very well done. North by Northwest, to catch a thief. He was also in Suspicion... And right. notorious. That's Do you right. know what his he his real name wasn't Cary Grant? Do you know Archibald. what his real name? Archibald. Archibald. Yeah. yeah. Archibald Alec Leach. Yep. Is David Strassman your your real name? No, my real name is David Strassman. <laughs> Next. What, what about what about Chuck's real name? Does Chuck you don't, have you don't want to ask him? But it has something to do with a stringy bark on the Murray. Okay, uh, let's move on here. All right. Question number six. True or false? Nice, easy one. By area, Ukraine is Europe's second largest country. I'll just say true. It is true. It's got a total land area of 603,550 kilometres squared, making it the second largest country in in Europe after Russia. From memory, name, name the countries that border Ukraine. Oh, from memory? Yeah. I, I can't do that. I ask the questions on this show. Okay, But no they worries. are, what are they? Belarus, Russia. Belarus, Russia. Uh, Poland. Poland, correct. And I believe uh, the, there's possibly Estonia, possibly. Oh, uh, Estonia feels uh, from a memory. high. But my, no. And my hearts go to the uh, Ukrainian people. Right Absolutely. Now. My family comes from Kiev and Odessa. Get out. Really? Yeah. My, wow. my, uh, we, uh, my family left uh, Ukraine in 1905 during the whole pogroms. If you've ever seen the film or the play Fiddle on the Roof, that is the story of my ancestors oh, being wow. kicked out of Russia from persecution. Goodness. Well, that, thanks for that. That's a, that's a I mean, a, an intriguing piece of uh, Shut up, Chuck. How many violins do you want, Strazzo? Shut up. All right. Question number seven. What has become the colour of the international abortion rights movement? The international colour? I have no idea. I'll just say uh, I'll just say blue, but I have no idea. Blue? Well, you've actually picked the the counter colour. No so way. The, yeah, blue <laughs> blue has become the uh the color the for anti-abortion. Uh, yeah, for for yeah. Well, uh, anti-abortion. My country is in a very sad state. You know, we thought it was pretty disgusting with George Bush. No one thought it could get any worse. Yeah, so, yeah and I uh, just sent in my vote through Aussie Post oh, for the midterms. For the midterms, yeah. And I will be calling uh, Democrats in uh, the few days leading up to the election to make sure they know where their voting polls are. Yeah. Excellent. From here, from Australia, yeah. Oh, so you'll be you'll be yeah, calling 
The Democratic National Yes, yes. The Democratic yeah, right. No, I'll call Australians in Alice Springs to vote for the US midterms. <laughs> Come on, John. Well then you know, there might be other Americans like yourself who are yeah. currently in The thing Australia. is is that you can uh, there's a fantastic website that hooks up to your phone and based on the Democratic National Committee database, they choose the hardest of the most needed areas. And you cold call these people, say, hey, I'm a Democrat too. Are you going to vote? Uh, where are you going to vote? Where, you know what time it's open? Do you have a ride to get there? So it's basically a friendly nudge to get people out because people don't really care about these midterms. And, and uh, in America, voting is not compulsory, which is the most absolute awesome thing about Australia. Yeah. Um, now, now, it has its pros and cons, obviously, but I think I'd rather a compulsory vote than a uh, I don't give a damn attitude. No, I, I absolutely, you, well, 100% agree with you there. Well, people are just apathetic. And, and yeah, uh, well, yeah. And, and I understand it because the idea is that how can one, how can my vote matter? That it is, you, no one sees that it's not about yourself as an individual. It's yourself as part of a group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the ant colony termite attitude. Quiet. you got to watch out for termites, Chuck. I'm fiberglass, dickhead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. There's there's me knowing my uh, knowing my dummies. So, well, that's got us no closer to to getting. Okay, the I'll just the say. Uh, let's see. Um, breast cancer is pink. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say uh, red would be too gross. I'll just say green. Green is the right answer. Very well done. Next question. The well, <laughs> let me <laughs> tell you this. It started in Argentina in 2003 by Marta right. Alanis, the founder of Catholics for the Right to Decide. Uh, oh, that's she encouraged, right. Yeah. So green bandanas were worn by protesters agitating for change in Argentina's very strict abortion laws. And they weren't successful in 2003, but they were successful uh, a few years later. So there you go. They, and the colour was chosen to differentiate it from purple, which is the traditional colour of the feminist movement. Great. All right, question number eight. Which singer, born in what was then Yugoslavia in 1990, performed at the opening day of the delayed Women's Rugby World Cup 2021 in Auckland on October 8th? Um, rugby, what shape is the ball? <laughs> Rugby is the the egg shaped ball, or you know, oh right, right, elongated. It's kind of we're not talking football. We're not so. talking football like soccer. No, right. Um, um, rugby. I don't follow rugby, and uh, Yugoslavian singer. No idea. I, so, I do love Auckland. I play Auckland all the time. But I don't oh yeah, know. awesome. Well, no, this I, I have singer, no no clue. She 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 famous. She is famous. She's, okay, she's a famous. English, she's now British, uh, she, but she was born in Pristina, Monde, Kosovo, to Albanian parents, and she was named an honorary ambassador of Kosovo in 2015. Her original surname, she has a different surname now, her original surname, Sahachu, is derived from the Turkish word Sachi, which means watchmaker, but her parents later You'll added... You'll have to give me a hint of her current I will, name. I will, yeah. I will. They later added this word, her surname, which means time in Albanian. I think that's so kind of clever that their surname used to mean 
Watchmaker, Watchmaker and, now it's time, and they yeah. made it time it is so that it could be e- more easily pronounced. She's recently married the New Zealand filmmaker Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. Her I initials love his are work. R O. Her initials? Yeah. R O. R O. No yeah. idea. And she, she'd be known to Australian audiences as she was a host of one of the, uh, like, singing, The Voice, I think. She was one of the judges on The Voice. No idea. Okay. Rita is her first name. Does that get right. you any closer? No, no. Is she a meter maid? Quiet, Chuck. <laughs> no. Aura is her surname. Sounds familiar, so, Rita. Yeah, Aura. Rita Ora. Yeah. She's a yeah. She's an English singer. But Ora, that sounds like a uh, a New Zealand word. Oh yeah, well Kiora, yeah. Yeah, Taiko Waititi. Uh, did you see Reservation Dogs? I have started to watch that. It's brilliant. I, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. I I love his his other show. Um, Our flag means death. Have you? No, have I haven't you seen that. that one. No. He plays Blackbeard, the pirate. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. There you go. He, he's also someone, it's a, it's a bit of a, a, a theme on this episode of the podcast, someone else that was born with a different name or chose a different name. He was Taika David Cohen. Oh, there you go. When, when he was born. Yeah. So what, he's a, he's a Jewish Kiwi? He is a Jewish Kiwi, yeah. There you go. All right. Question number nine. Stony Brook, Connecticut is a fictional town in which... Children's book series by Anne M. Martin. Do you know Connecticut at all? Yes, yeah. but uh, I'm not too sure. I mean... Um, do you know the fictional town of Stony Brook? No, I do not. You haven't played there? Well, it's fictional. No, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't exist. I mean, I have no idea who the, who the uh, author is. Um, when I read, which was awesome, when I read all the stories to my son, which was every single night, Mm-hmm. Until he turned, I don't know, 13 or 14. I imported so many Australian and New Zealand New Zealand children's books. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We, uh, like, they don't have cuddle pie and snuggle, what is snuggle, snuggle pie? Snuggle pie and cuddle, and cuddle pie. Yeah. That doesn't exist in America, nor does no, Harry yeah. McClary, New Zealand Harry McClary. And I read him so many stories of the Banksia man. He used to get scared of the Banksia man. We so, all got scared of the Banksy Uh Yeah, so we had uh, he had such a fantastic uh, variety of children's stories. But is this like a young children's story, or is this, this a re- is, is this a young adult story, or what? Yeah, Stony this Brooke. is the the characters are around uh, twelve or thirteen, and that's oh, kind yeah. of the, the oh, readership. No. Okay, uh, as um, well, I'll just guess and say. Uh, I, well, I have no idea. Uh, it's Nancy also Drew. been turned into a... Oh, um, Stranger Things. No, not Stranger no. Things. Uh, it was f- first published in 1986 with the initial plan being for a four-book series, but after they enjoyed moderate success, the publisher Scholastic ordered a couple more. And by the time the sixth novel was published, the first printing was up to 100,000 copies. And when publishing ceased in the year 2000, so between 1986 and 2000, there had been 213 novels published in the series. No idea. It might not be what what, uh, what yeah. you're looking Doesn't for. Doesn't sound you know. like literature. So let's hear it. <laughs> it is the Babysitters Club. Sounds like crap to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, we're up to the final question. All right, great. Question number 10. What does the R stand for in the acronym LASER? Um, ranging. No, incorrect. Laser, L-A-S-E-R? L-A-S-E-R, yes, correct. Uh, it is uh, laser. Do you know what any of the, or do you want to have a guess? Yeah, I used to. The- I used to know it totally, but um, yeah. laser, L-A-S-E-R. is. So um, give me the L. What's the L? Light. Yes, correct. Uh, absorbing. No, no, light amplification. Light amplification. By... Light amplification by stimulating. Yes, stimulated. Stimulated. uh, Electron. Emission. Oh, emission. Of. Electron emission of, uh, hold on, of, uh, I'm blanking here. What's what's a uh, a very sciencey, Albert Einstein-y? Relativity. No, 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 sorry, (laughs) I've taken you down the wrong scientific path. Uh, What about Marie Curie? Uh, oh, radiation. Radiation, yeah. There we go. So light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Radiation is the R in laser. And did you know this before you asked, uh, you researched this question? Did I know that? By heart? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> okay. I don't know, I don't know any of these. Good. I, I don't feel so uh, No, so no, you shouldn't so feel bad at all. So I get three out of ten? You did really well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, you know, you're We're playing yourself down. You didn't know Rita Ora, but that's you okay. You suck, Strazzo. Quiet, <laughs> Chuck. And you didn't know uh, that Stony Brook, Connecticut was the fictional never, town no, in never uh, heard of it. the Babysitter's Club. But otherwise, you did very well. We're going to take one more break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, I've got a I've got a question for you now. Okay, yeah. Uh, radio began, commercial radio in the 30s. Okay. And uh, it really became very popular uh, in the 30s. Uh, during the Great Depression, people would sit around and watch the radio. Mm-hmm. And that was the uh, pastime in the evenings for most families. You got their news. Uh, and um, and a cereal or something yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, all the shows and brought to you by cigarettes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, brought to you by liquor, cigarettes, and opium pills. So <laughs> tell me, yes, uh, both in England and in America, for 10 years, the top... Radio performers had this had a show that lasted ten years, and they were number one that everybody listened to. They were two separate ones: one in America and one in England. Basically, the first radio stars. Yeah, were. Oh, you you want me to tell you? Yeah, who yeah. they were. Ha- have a guess. I have absolutely. Or you can even no. guess what type of entertainer were they. Look, I I'm pretty sure. 
that you know this and you're I asking do. this question because... And believe it or not, I'll tell you, they are ventriloquists. Ventriloquists, first, yeah. yeah. Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy had the top radio show for 10 years in the 30s. And in England at the same time was a guy named uh, Peter Bruff and Archie Andrews. That was the wow. ventriloquist team. And it was, had nothing to do with ventriloquism. It had to do with the idea that, you know... Right now on this podcast, you're hearing me, and you can hear me. So it's two voices. Hopefully Chuck is sounding just a little further away when he does talk. I don't. You Do you? I do. Be, are, you, are you close? I'm far. Okay. So it's, you're actually hearing two voices, and that's yeah. what made it great for radio. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, David, for coming onto the podcast. And thank you, Chuck, as well, for, for attending. He's not real. Oh, he's left? <laughs> yeah, he just left. Your show, The Chocolate Diet, is finishing up in Sydney this weekend and then coming on down to Victoria. Go to davidstrassman.com to get your tickets. And then, don't forget, South Australia and a week in Adelaide. Excellent. Thanks so much, David. It's been a pleasure having you. Good luck with the shows. My pleasure. Thanks, John. Thank you. Piss off. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to all of you who have supported the show recently, especially one of the anonymous donors who let me know that they've run out of back episodes. There's over 100 episodes of this podcast, so I'm very impressed that you've gone and listened to them all. Thank you to David Strassman for being my guest today and for keeping a lid on Chuck for the most part. Special thanks to Cindy McDonald for writing the quiz. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.